on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Foley. A fantastic pitching performance from Brandon Woodruff, Brad Boxberger, Devin Williams, and Josh Hader. A two-run home run off the bat of Omar Nervaez, and that's everything the Brewers needed today. They knock off Pittsburgh by a 2-0 score. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings. My name is Matt Pauley. Vinny Rotino will join us in just a few moments. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We've got you till 5 Five o'clock. We'll be uh, getting to a number of things from today's game. Uh, we'll hear from manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights, and we'll hear from you. It's all coming up. Brewers get a two nothing win in Pittsburgh. They split the four game series. More in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Pitch, and he got him looking with a sinker at 98 miles an hour. Just caught the low outside corner, and it is the fourth strikeout for Woodruff of the afternoon. He finishes with eight strikeouts, no walks, and six strong shutout innings, and the Brewers get a 2-0 win in Pittsburgh. Brewers extra innings rolling on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Let's bring in former Brewer Vinny Rotino and Vinny will start obviously with uh, Woody's performance. Six innings, six hits, eight strikeouts. He doesn't walk anybody. Uh, does it on 94 pitches. Uh, just in complete command seemingly of this game today. Yeah, in command is a good word in more ways than one, right? I mean, he was in command of the game, his command of himself, and his command of the baseball, right? I mean, that's what we talk about over and over and over with Brandon Woodruff, his ability to command the baseball to spots. It was up to 97. It was 98. Um, and it was just nasty all day long. He got a ton of swing and miss. And uh, he, on the changeup he threw, it was outstanding. So uh, it was just an outstanding performance by him. Yeah, sometimes we talk about guys who throw too many strikes, yet here we are looking at Woodruff today, throws the changeup for a strike 63% of the time, forcing fastball 69% of the time, sinker 70% of the time, slider 57% of the time, four of seven, and then uh, the, the curveball 67% of the time. It, it feels like we'll never say that about him. Like, he's a guy who can command the zone, get a lot of strikes, and it's never a, well, he threw too many strikes type situation. Exactly. I mean, because when he's throwing strikes and he's in the zone, that means he is commanding that sinker, right? And it's commanding all of his stuff, really. But it really starts with that sinker and his four-seamer as well. It's just this fastball and his ability to command it in the zone. It gets hitters on their heels. And we saw that all day. It's a good lineup to, to fit for Brandon Woodruff to face, quite frankly. Um, they don't score a lot of runs. Um, but what at the end of the day, what you saw from Brandon Woodruff is his ability to get that fastball out in front. I've talked about this a ton before, but I just read an article uh, that Chris Hook and him went into the lab. They went in, they, they looked at where his delivery was deficient, and they found something in his posture, a very slight posture move um, that was inhibiting him from being out in front and, and finishing his pitches out in front. And so now they fixed that, and I think – 
because he found that, because Chris Hook, again, is so masterful at finding these things and helping these guys get back to where they need to be, he's going to be, he's going to be phenomenal going forward. It's amazing, isn't it, Vinny, that the smallest tweak, and not that, not that Woodruff was ever going to go through the season with, uh, with an ERA at four and a half or above, but we're talking about a guy who in early to mid-May, his ERA was, was you know, 5.97 on May 9th, 5.35 on May 15th. Uh, this, his ERA was not where he wanted it to be, and you can sit here and talk about a small tweak that's made that can make all the difference in the world. It really is. It's it's not only a game of inches. It's a game of millimeters, really. I mean, just degrees, small degrees of of being, you know, a little bit taller here or that leg tuck just not quite as turned or whatever the case may be. It gets you synced up. It gets you on time. And and pitchers talk about this all the time. Pitchers are almost more finicky than hitters. I, I'm, I'm starting to be convinced that they are more finicky than hitters in a number of different ways. But just with their timing and their mechanics, you hear about pitchers all the time talk about how they're not synced up uh, very often, only a couple of times per year. And you do see that, um, you know, from the Brewers pitchers at times. But I think Chris Hook does get these guys more consistent with being synced up and has a couple of keys that they do key on to get them back where they need to be. 2-0. 2-0. The Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh over the Pirates. 855-616-1620. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We continue on with more in just a moment on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. The Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh. Welcome back in. Brewers Extra Innings rolling along here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Vinny Rotino is here as well. Vinny, the bullpen does their job today. Brad Burke, Foxberger, Devin Williams, and Josh Hader. For Hader, though, it gets a little bit interesting uh, there as uh, there was a a strikeout wild pitch in there. There was a review in there. Uh, The bases end up getting loaded. Uh, But when all is said and done, he's up against a really tough customer in Brian Reynolds, and he's able to get him to uh, fly out to finish things off. Are you ever worried when Josh Hader's in the game? Because I'm really not. Even when he loads the bases against one of the better hitters in all of baseball, I'm like, ah, we'll get out of this. And he did. And he just had to lay a slider in there as well. He was having a little bit of trouble with his command of that fastball. You certainly didn't want to walk him and walk in a run. So they just kind of laid in a slider right there. And Brian Reynolds uh, was able to fly out. You could even hear Omar Narvaez at the end of the game say, hey, look, we were just trying to try to see what happens and just throw a strike right there. Um, but again, I just think his reputation precedes him almost, right? So you're intimidated as a hitter when you step in the box against Josh Hader, especially with all the success and all the momentum of the season and the last couple of seasons that he has. I mean, it's just like you're almost like out before you even you know, before you even step in the box, and that's like a that's more of like a mental thing than even just like a stuff thing. As good as the stuff is, so he's got a lot of stuff working for him right now. It is. It is just fun to watch, to be honest with you. And, and the game is just, it's over after the, you can almost say it's over after the seventh, just the way that Boxberger's been throwing the baseball as well. So um, they've got a lot of good things going right now, especially at that back end of the bullpen, seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. I, I kind of chuckle when we talk about teams like Pittsburgh because they've got so many young players on their team, and they're really good young players. I think the future is bright for this Pittsburgh team. They've got some, they clearly have. Uh, some players that are really going to turn into something and are turning into something. So some of these guys are seeing Hater this year for the first time. Vinny, do you have a memory of like in the big leagues where you faced off against a certain pitcher and you saw something and you went, oh, 
I've never seen that before. Yeah, I mean, it was um, Aroldis Chapman. I faced Aroldis Chapman, and not when he was throwing 108 miles an hour either. It was like 94, 95. He had dead arm, right, throwing 94, 95 at that time. And uh, and the fastball just jumped on you a little bit extra. And I had a teammate say, you know, what do I look for? And they would tell me, hey, this is, he's got a little bit of a dead arm. It's not, it's not 100 but it's still firm and it's torpedo balls. That's what he said. He, he, he described it as torpedo balls and that's what it looked like, right? I mean, it looked like the ball had just a little bit extra zip on it. And um, that's what, I, that's what Josh Ader has. Like you're standing in the box and it just, it's a little bit different. Um, there's a little extra hop on it. There's a lot of extra hop on it at the plate, right? So it's, it's really hard to get on top of his top of his fastball and guys can cheat to it and still not get it and that's what they do and it, it, again it's just they're, they're out before they even step in the box it was really good to see omar Narvaez hit a home run a because they needed those runs to win but b it's been a it's been a long time and he's a really good hitting catcher and he's a guy who can hit home runs and he's a very big part of what this team does offensively even though they rely on him so much uh, behind the plate and it just been a while since he had gone into one yeah i mean he, he had a little bit of a home run drought and that happens right we saw rowdy Telez go 20 games without a home run now all of a sudden he hit six within his next nine games so um it, it you you do they do come in bunches you can go in a home run drought and it is interesting too that Omar and Victor are, are essentially, Victor Caratini are essentially splitting time. And so you wonder if guys can really get into that home run groove, that power groove that you do see guys get into with not playing, you know, every day and playing more part-time. And I, at the end of the day, though, we have to remember that is a good thing for this catching group because Omar hit the wall last year. Omar Narvaez was an all-star, and then he really struggled in the second half, and you don't want that to happen um, I love the fact that they are splitting time with these guys, um, and uh, I think that'll pay off in spades once you get to August and September. All right, Vinny, good stuff as always. We'll uh, talk to you throughout the week. Sounds good. Thanks, Matt. All right, that's Vinny Rotino joining us here on the program as uh, the Brewers get a 2 nothing win in Pittsburgh. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620. Back with more in a moment on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Two nothing. Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh. They split the four-game series. Brewers Extra Innings rolling on here on WTMJ, 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line if you want to join the program. Uh, Doug and Fond du Lac has given us a call. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, I was just going to ask uh, Vinny, what, what, what's the advantage when Urias does that big lean back before he swings? Like, probably I've never seen anybody else do it. I mean, uh, has he ever tried just uh, a normal stance? Uh, you understand? Yeah, Doug, is, appreciate it. So advantage? Vinny's gone now, but I'll, I'll do my best job to uh, to answer that question. A lot was actually made of that last year. So that was something that uh, Luis Urias and Andy Haynes came up with. Uh, it's it's kind of a timing mechanism. It also keeps them a little bit more open uh, when the pitch is being thrown to them. So it was something that was used last year. And it, if you remember, when he started doing it last year, that's when things started to really turn around for him. So it was something that 
that uh, Andy Haynes and he worked uh, on together. If I remember correctly, I wish I could find it, uh, I think Will Salmon in The Athletic had a uh, had a piece that was specifically talking about that. Uh, I'd have to. It would take me a little bit of time to uh, to find that uh, if he did. But uh, the I, I oh man, I hope I'm not uh, dismissing uh, work that was done by Adam McAlvey or uh, Tom Hottercourt or Todd Rosiak last year. I think it was Will Salmon who uh, who wrote it, if I remember correctly. Uh, that got into that lean back and just some of the things uh, that they worked on with uh, Luis Urias. So yeah, I mean the the answer to the question is he's had the conventional. Um, batting stance where you don't have that. He had that prior to about midway through the season last year and they put that in and really he's been pretty successful since that has been added. Another Doug, Doug texting in, says uh, perfect timing again. You have your second stopper and Woodruff out there to get a split. These two, Burns and Woodruff, are doing what they should be doing, carrying this pitching. Now Lauer needs to get going again. Need that third guy don't think two is enough. This is today. I know I say this a lot. You're going to feel like I'm just repeating the same words that I say over and over and over again. This is the recipe for the Brewers to win games. This is how they win games. You get enough runs via the home run, and you get really good pitching. Now, it doesn't have to be exactly this. You don't have to get a shutout thrown uh, by these guys. You don't have to get just the one single home run and just the two runs. But the, the point remains the same. Elite pitching and just enough hitting, just enough run scoring, and the run scoring as a result, more often than not, of home runs. And that's what the Brewers did today. And if the Brewers can win these type of games... Now, that being said, that being said, uh, you, <laughs> you don't want to do this every day because... You're, you remember early on the season where they were running Boxberger and Williams and Hader out um, on an every on an every single day basis, seemingly. And you just you need some big wins. You need some games where uh, it's not super tight. But for for the most part, I think what the Brewers did today is the uh, is the kind of. Um, is the kind of win they need. Aaron in Illinois text in. He says, I wasn't sure the crew could bounce back from the uh, season low of the San Diego, Philadelphia, and Washington series like they did after the 2018 season five-game sweep in Pittsburgh. Council really held it together because it could have flown off the rails. What a difference Adamus and Woodruff make. Need Freddie to get healthy. The law firm of Boxberger, Williams, and Hader has been dominant. Happy fourth. Go crew. Yeah, I think it's a good reminder, and we do this every year. We do this every year, and you're going to do it next year, and you're going to do it the year after, and you're going to do it the year after. There's going to be a slump. There's going to be a period of bad baseball, and you're going to feel like the sky is falling. You're going to feel like there's no way this team is any good. You're going to feel like Stearns needs to go make a million moves, and it's just it's a blip. Now, they're in a battle. They're in a battle with the Cardinals, and there's a lot of good teams in the National League. So even with the expanded playoff, like I think this is a – playoff team in the Brewers, but there's no guarantee they're a playoff team. They've got to keep winning games, but I, I do think it is important to note the fact that they were in that slump not that long ago, and they are now clearly out of it. They have a 4-2 and two road trip. They've got a, a one-game lead. They're fine. They've always been fine. Were there some things that were exposed during the losing streak that you would like the team to maybe address? Maybe, but they're fine. By the way, Freddie Peralta throwing off a mound in Arizona. Learn that uh, after the game today. So that is really, really good news. Peralta throwing off a mound on July 3rd. 
Still a long way to go, but throwing off a mound is a pretty, pretty big step. 2-0. Brewers get the win in Pittsburgh. We get the post-game comments. Manager Craig counts next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. 2-0. Brewers get the win over the Pirates. Brandon Woodruff's performance, a huge part of this win. He goes 6 just six hits, eight strikeouts, no walks. He's now 7-3, and three, has his ERA below four at 3.95. He's been really good here his last uh, couple starts since coming off the injured list. And uh, manager Craig Council meeting with the media a little while ago just talking about uh, what Woodruff has been able to give this team. Yeah, I mean, look, our pitching's been, you know, we've been, we've been injured in the pitching, starting pitching front. So, you know, to get him back throwing the ball like this, um, it, it's definitely a big boost. Yeah, I mean, we lost a starter on this trip, so getting him back is, is a big boost. It had been almost two months between homers for Omar. That's pretty pretty good timing there today for him. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they, they pitched well today. Um, you know, we got one, one big blast. Um, that, that helped us out, and it was, um, you know, kind of the nature of just everybody in the lineup doing something. Craig, we were trying to figure out in the ninth what Omar was playing to. Was he trying to say the ball hit the, the Yeah, he, he thought it was a swing, a strikeout, because it he swung and it hit the um, batter. Um, and I, I think he just got confused, kind of where the ball. I think the ball hit the umpire is what Corbin told me, and just where it ended up, I think he got confused because, you know, how why was it sitting right there? Yeah. What did you see with Josh's inning? He was able to get Reynolds there. Yeah, I mean, he just, you know, some of, I mean, he threw a lot of good pitches, and I think some of his, he just got into some deep counts. Some of his sliders kind of missed by probably too much. Um, he, he needs to throw them, but they just probably missed by a little, little too much, and so they had some pitches to kind of force the at bat along. Um, and then they had, they had some good at bats. Four and two road trip, you'll take that, won't you? Yeah, I mean, overall, uh, a good road trip. We beat a good team in Tampa twice, um, you know, and we, you know, we, we got by um, the Pirates series with a very well, two very well pitched games. This is the rare double milestone, Craig, the mathematical midpoint and July 4th, two of our favorite dates. Uh, do you, I, I know you still have some injuries that you're waiting for guys to come back, but do you kind of just like where you're at and? Does it feel like you're, you've gotten some guys back and, and sort of maybe you're over the hill on some of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, you know, we're at where we're at, you know, with, with injuries and there's 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 games the next, you know, two weeks. So we got to, that's always a possibility. Um, you know, I mean, as a group, I think we're, uh, we played a good, we, we've been playing well um, for the last couple of weeks, um, which means a lot of guys contributing, contributing to the cause. Um, and we just we got a, another stretch here before the All Star break. Let's see, we got uh, 13 more games, I think, and then just keep going, keep going hard until we get that little break. We get a chance to ask you about Tyrone and his status. Is it um, was it was it from the ball that hit him in the yeah. forehead? Yeah, it wasn't like the collision. yeah. He he. So he you know we obviously put him in the game on um, Friday night, and then at post game Friday, kind of back at the hotel, he he had some symptoms that were con- were concerning enough that um, we need to make this move. That's Magic Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago after the Brewers get the 2 nothing win against the Pirates. Another break. We'll come back with the highlights. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. 
Holy smokes! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 2-0 as the Brewers knock off the Pirates. They end up splitting the four-game series pitching matchup. Brandon Woodruff going for the crew. Zach Thompson on the mound for the Pirates. In the second inning, uh, the Brewers had an opportunity with a one-out. Colton Wong reached on a fielding error, and then Luis Urias got a base hit. Runners on it first and second after Omar Nervaez uh, flew out, which allowed Wong to move to a third Jace Peterson has at the plate, but the Brewers uh, make a bit of a mistake on the bases. 2-1 pitch. There goes Urias. Pitches a ball. They'll throw behind Wong, who's off the bag at third too far. He's in a rundown. Perez flips to Cruz. Wong trying to outrun Cruz, and he's going to tag Wong a couple of steps before he gets to home plate. And that'll be the final out of the inning. It goes as a pickoff and a caught stealing of home plate for Colton Wong, and it remains a scoreless game. All the while, Brandon Woodruff is doing his thing. In the second inning, he strikes out Michael Chavis after giving up a base hit. He strikes out O'Neill Cruz, and then he faces off against Jack Sawinski. 1-2 pitch, and he got him looking with a sinker at 98 miles an hour. Just caught the low outside corner, and it is the fourth strikeout for Woodruff of the afternoon. Strikes out three there in the second inning. In the fourth inning, the Pirates tried to uh, make a little bit of noise. Brian Reynolds would uh, pop out in front of a Daniel Vogelback base hit, and then Michael Chavis singles. So runners on at first and second, just one out. At that point, Woodruff gets back to work. He strikes out uh, Bly Madras, and then he faces off against O'Neill Cruz. The 0-1 pitch. Cruz swings and pops it up. On the infield on the left side, it's the third baseman, Urias, making the call, and Luis reaching out to the side on the dirt makes the catch, inning over. Pirates strand two in the fourth inning. That's a trend of this game. Brewers would score their only runs of the game in the fifth with one out, actually leading things off. Colton Wong walks, and then with one out, Omar Nervaya standing in. Thompson's the 17th to today. There goes the runner. High fly ball, deep right field. Madris is back at the track. Bye-bye baseball. Omar Narvaez with his third home run of the season. And the Brewers on top two to nothing. Didn't know it at the time, but that ends up being the final score. The Brewers continue to threaten in the fifth inning. Jace Peterson gets a base hit. Uh, he's been replaced on the bases by Jonathan Davis, who reaches on a fielder's choice. That ends the day for Zach Thompson. Dwayne Underwood Jr. comes in, and the first batter that Underwood faces is Christian Yelich. Here it comes. Chopper over the head of Underwood Jr., charging as Marcano flips from his glove, not in time. Yelich beat it out. Davis moves up to second base. It was almost a tremendous play by Marcano. But instead, it's a hit for Yelich. He now is the author of a 12-game hit streak. That puts Davis at second. Willie Adamas walks, so the Brewers have the bases loaded for Rowdy Tellez. Here's the 1-1, and Rowdy just got underneath of it. Skies it high on the infield. Cruz waiting for it, makes the catch near the second base bag. And the inning is over. Rowdy had one to hit, a fastball elevated, and he popped it up. Brandon Woodruff back to work in the fifth inning with his team now leading 2-0. Gives up a leadoff double to Jack Sawinski. Nothing more. It remains 2-0 as we go to the sixth inning. In the sixth, Woodruff strikes out Brian Reynolds after Daniel Vogelback gets a base hit. 
He gets Michael Chavis to fly out. So one on, two outs, and it's Bly Madras. And a pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Woodruff went back to the changeup. Eight strikeouts for him on the day. And he's through six scoreless here at PNC Park. That's his final out that he records as Brad Boxberger comes in to pitch the seventh inning for the Brewers. Gets O'Neill Cruz to fly out, but then walks Jack Sawinski and allows a base hit for Michael Perez. So again, a 2 nothing game, and there's two on for the Pirates in the seventh inning. After a Marcano fly out, he faces off against Brian Hayes. Again, it's Brian Reynolds on deck. Boxberger from his stretch. Looks back at second. Delivers 1-2. Strike three called right over the heart of the plate. Oh, he got him looking, and that ends the inning. Big pitch, Brad Boxberger. So we go to the eighth inning, and Devin Williams is on to pitch for the Brewers. First batter he faces, Brian Reynolds. He strikes him out. Another Daniel Vogelback at a base hit. Uh, another Daniel Vogelback base hit. He had a good day against his former team. So one on, one out for Michael Chavis. He's thrown 18 pitches already in the inning. 3-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a changeup. Williams with his second out of the inning and his second strikeout. So two outs in the inning. It brings up Bly Madras. One ball and two strikes. The pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. And Devin Williams with three strikeouts in a scoreless eighth inning. And we're off to the ninth. Indeed we are. It's a 2-0 game as Josh Hader comes on to pitch for the Brewers in the bottom of the ninth inning. First battery faces O'Neill Cruz. Trying to get that tying run to the plate here if Cruz could reach. Hader's 3-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. A fastball down and away. Jack Sawinski, though, then doubles. Diego Castillo replaces... Um, uh, replaces Michael Perez and he comes up as a pinch hitter and uh, there is a, an interesting play with Diego Castillo at the plate. Swing and a miss. It gets away from Narvaez. He throws down to first. It's over the bag and Telez had to leave his feet to make the catch and safe at first is going to be Castillo. Yeah, it's a strikeout wild pitch. They would challenge that call but uh, nothing changed so Castillo reaches the strikeout wild pitch. Tyler Heineman then comes up as a pinch hitter. He pops out to Luis Urias on the infield fly rule. Key Brian Hayes the always dangerous Hayes at the plate. He ends up working a walk so it loads the bases. They then use a pinch runner in Hoy Park to replace Diego Castillo getting as much speed on the bases as they can. 2 nothing game Bases loaded, and the always dangerous Brian Reynolds at the plate. Hater comes set. The 1-0 pitch. Fly ball, left field. Yelich battling the sun a little bit. Moving to his left, makes the catch. Ball game over in Pittsburgh. Wasn't easy, but a win is a win. 2-0 the final. Brewers get the win. They go to 46-35. The uh, Pirates dropped to 32 and 47 the two teams split the four game series winning totals for the brewers two runs five hits no errors they leave four for the pirates no runs nine hits one error they leave 11 going 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position brandon woodruff the victory he goes to seven and three thompson the loss he's three and six hater the save it is his 25th 
One home run of the game. It came off the bat of Omar Nervias, his third of the year. The game lasting three hours and eight minutes, played in front of a crowd of 17,578 folks. Now the Brewers are set to return home for a 4th of July afternoon game against the Cubs. We'll preview the game and the series. We'll get you some scores from around baseball, and we'll call it a night. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. Brewers get a 2-0 win in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. End up splitting the four-game series. A couple of statistical oddities coming out of this one for the Pirates. Their first time collecting nine or more hits in a game without scoring a run since July of 2017. They did that against the Cardinals in a 4-0 loss. And the most saves in the first half of the season in Brewers history, Josh Hader is fourth on that list. And, of course, he missed some time with a couple uh, leaves of absences uh, with his wife um, dealing with some complications with her pregnancy and then eventually uh, giving birth. So he hasn't been available for every single game this year, but he's fourth on that list. Francisco Cordero had 27 in the first half of the season in 2007. Uh, Danny Cobb had 26 in 2004. Francisco Rodriguez had 26 in 2014. And then uh, Josh Hader with 25 here this year. So he is number four uh, on that list. Also, Jack Sawinski, by the way, he becomes the second Pirates better ever to have multiple extra base hits at PNC Park in a game where the team gets shut out. The only other player to ever do that uh, for the Pirates was Matt Lawton. That was back in July of 2005. Let's go around the NL Central. We will start with uh, a game that uh, wrapped up in Cincinnati with the Reds defeating the Braves by a 4-3 score. Cincinnati puts up a three spot in the bottom of the eighth inning and then after uh, Atlanta ties it up with two runs in the top of the ninth, the Reds, they get one run in the bottom of the ninth to uh, win it in walk-off fashion. Luis Castillo makes the start for the Reds. He goes seven innings, giving up one run on six hits, six strikeouts, one walk. Hunter Strickland finishes the game out. He was charged with a blown save, but he also picks up a win, his first win of the season as the Reds get the W against the Braves. The Cubs and Red Sox are in action as we speak right now. They are in the bottom of the ninth inning at Wrigley, and this game is even at two runs apiece. The Cubs score a run in the bottom of the eighth inning to tie it up 2-2, and uh, there are currently two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. The Cubs have a runner on. Looks like Wilson Contreras is uh, at the plate. The starting pitcher today for the Cubs was Keegan Thompson. He goes four innings, giving up two runs on seven hits, three strikeouts, and three walks. Patrick Wisdom does hit a home run for Chicago, his 17th home run of the year. If anything changes in this game in the next minute or so, we will let you know. Tonight, uh, the Cardinals are in action for Sunday Night Baseball. They are in Philadelphia to wrap up their series against the Phillies. Pitching matchup tonight, it's a good one. Cardinals have Adam Wainwright on the mound. He's 6-5 with a 3.07 ERA, while the Phillies are set to oppose with Zach Wheeler. He comes in with a 6-4 record and a 2.89 ERA. 
Nothing has changed in that Red Sox-Cubs game. Now a 2-0-2 count on Contreras. Around the Brewers minor league system, only one game has even started. So Low A Carolina, they're at home tonight as they match up against Fayetteville. Uh, the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers home today. They get a win against Cedar Rapids. 5-4 was the final score there. Double A Biloxi, they are playing host to Mississippi tonight. And then uh, Indianapolis and Nashville play in Nashville this evening as Alc Bettinger is going to be on the mound this evening for Nashville. In minor league baseball, every team gets a home game either on July 3rd or July 4th. And it's generally the biggest fireworks day of the year in minor league baseball. So that's why uh, there are night games tonight mostly around minor league baseball because most of these teams are going to get uh, their biggest attendance of the entire season uh, this evening before uh, all these teams travel. And then you're pretty much guaranteed either a game on July 3rd or July 4th, uh, most of the time in minor league baseball. So you're able to get that big crowd for fireworks either the evening before the 4th of July or the evening of 4th of July. So if you're wondering why there are so many night games on a Sunday, it has everything to do with 4th of July and fireworks and putting as many butts in seats as possible in minor league ballparks across the nation. Brewers and Cubs tomorrow afternoon. Eric Lauer goes for the crew. Justin Steele will go for the Cubs. 310 first pitch, 235 for network coverage. I've got you before the game at 2 o'clock for Brewers warm-up and then myself and Vinny Rotino will be back with you after the game for Brewers Extra Innings. Once again, the Brewers get a 2-0 win today. We'll talk to you tomorrow for more Brewers baseball here on WTMJ.